What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR. Hope you guys are having a beautiful day today. Today's December 12th. Um, just want to jump on here today and uh, I guess name this uh, segment Reaction Tuesday. What this is going to be is me just reacting to some of the things that happened over the weekend, some of the things that happened over the last week. This episode won't be long at all. Just wanted to jump on here and give you my thoughts um, on some of the things that happened in college, NBA, MLB, NFL. Just my reaction to some of the major storylines. So episode won't be long. This will be my only one this week. Uh, family's going on vacation later in the week. So there will not be another episode dropped later in the week. So this will be it. But as always, thank you guys for the continued support and the continued uh, just uh, sharing the uh, you know my podcast, the page, and just your continued love for the podcast means a lot. Got big plans for the podcast, and I, I'm gonna take y'all along for the ride with me. So I appreciate everything you do. But as for today, reaction Tuesday to some of the news around the sports world. This is the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy Jr. Be right back to t- talk college football after this break. All right, let's jump into some college football. I know I'm late to the party, but I just wanted to give my two cents on the committee's uh, teams that they picked. As we all know, Michigan at the one, Washington at the two, um, Texas at the three, Bama at four. Um, I've seen a lot of stuff. We've all had the arguments at work. We've all had the arguments within our family, within our group of boys and, and our friends. We've all had the argument on this college football playoff committee decision. And I just wanted to get on here and give my two cents for whatever that's worth. Um, Here's why I stand. And I'm not going to stay long on this. But here's why I stand on uh, the committee's decision. The one and two spots to me, I understand. I don't think there was no question on who was going to get the one and two spots. We've seen that happen. Um... Michigan and Washington well-deserved. But there was issue with the three and four, and I have issue with the three and four. Now, let me preface preface this by saying this. Do I think they got the right four teams in? I do. I think they got the right four teams in, but they still were wrong in what they did. And, and, And let me explain. Let me explain what I mean by that. So, to me, these are the four best teams that could have made it, right? Michigan, um, Washington undefeated, uh, Texas one loss, Alabama one loss. But when you look at the eye test, to me, they look like the four best teams. Uh, they look uh, dominant to me. You know, a lot of people say dominant. Alabama barely got by Auburn, who lost to New Mexico State, who did this and who that. Texas lost to Oklahoma, almost lost to so-and-so. Here's the thing, guys. Nobody wins every game by 30. So we're acting like you got to win every game by 30 points. doesn't matter if they almost lost or almost whatever. If you want to go to that case, Florida State almost lost to half their schedule, even with Jordan Travis. 
if you want to start talking about that. So it doesn't matter about who almost quote unquote lost. That stuff drives me crazy. They almost lost to this person. That, that doesn't mean that doesn't make no sense to me. Nobody dominates like that. And if you do, you're a historic team. <laughs> so let's people. You can miss me with that. You can miss me with this. You almost lost to whoever. Uh, miss me with that. Now, if you want to say I don't think they're as good as team, I can roll with that. But you almost lost to New Mexico State. There's a bunch of almost in life. <laughs> We don't count almost, right? We count wins and losses. That's what we count. So you either won or you either lost. Whether that took a last second Hail Mary, whether you blew them out by 30. A win's a win. Anyways, so back to my point. I think it's the four best teams. I think, you know, when you look at Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, I think you got the four best teams in it. But at the end of the day, what the committee did was wrong. Absolutely wrong. Um, Florida State, be it Jordan Travis got hurt, be it their backup got hurt. I can't say his name. Um, and then there was only their third string. They still won the ACC championship. They still beat Louisville. But the offense look, looked horrid. Looked absolutely horrid. And I can understand watching that game going, uh, nobody wants to see that in the playoffs. I get that. I didn't want to see it either. But the matter, the, the fact of the matter is, is they won. ACC champions, undefeated, 14-0. They won, and they did not get into the playoffs. That's a problem. That is a problem. You cannot have a Power 5 school that's undefeated and not get into the playoffs. So although I think these are the four best teams in the playoffs, because we can look at years past, guys, and we can say, you know, one of the four best teams didn't make it. We can look at years past and believe that the year TCU went. We can look, what was that, last year. We can look back and say, well, maybe, you know, they wasn't one of the four best teams. Maybe one of them got left out, you know. We can look at years past and say, one of the four best teams got left out. So I don't think it's wrong to say they got the four best teams in that's playing right now because I truly believe that. I truly believe they got the four best. But what you cannot do is leaving undefeated ACC champion out. You have to give them a shot. You have to give them a chance to represent um, their school, represent that conference for being undefeated and winning the championship. Because now you set a horrible precedence that going undefeated does not matter. Winning your conference does not matter. That's what that's what that's what it says. Now, the committee it states in their um, decision making that if a player goes down that that can affect your chances. That has been something that's been stated since day one, that if a player goes down, that it can affect your chances of making it. So again, guys, I think the four best teams in it, I think this is who we want to see. But I think Florida State got done wrong and they should have been in. And that this put a bad look on college football to me. And before I move on to the Heisman, I do want to say this point too. All of you people, well, I don't want to say all of you people because there's a lot of people saying it, and I got friends that are saying it too. We just argue back and We're not argue, we just debate. And I love debate. None of this stuff is something to get mad over. We just debate, right? A lot of stuff is just opinions. Um, a lot of people are saying they just wanted an SEC team in. They just wanted Bama in. That's what everybody keeps saying, right? They just wanted Bama in. I want you guys to do something for me. I want you to pause for one minute. And I want you to think, is Bama 
Look me in my eyes. I know you can't do that right now because you listening. Look me in my eyes and tell me Alabama isn't one of the four best teams in the country. They beat an undefeated Georgia on a 29-game winning streak, two-time back-to-back champ. Really, really, for the better part of that first half, manhandled them. Really. Now, Georgia showed up in the second half and, and, and competed and went back and forth with them. And a couple of calls here or there that people complain about could have swayed some stuff. But that's here now. You can't blame everything on refs. So look at me in my eyes and tell me Bama ain't one of the four best teams in the country. That's my problem with people saying that. My problem with people saying, oh, they just want a Bama in there. Well, tell me Bama ain't one of the four best teams. They beat Georgia. So apparently they're better than Georgia. Right? Tell me they're not one of the four best teams. And I feel like you can't do that. I feel like people are just saying, oh, it's a money grab. Is it a money grab? Probably. We know Bama sells tickets. We know when you say Alabama, Nick Saban, SEC, people going to buy it. People going to watch. We know that. So that might be somewhat true. But I don't like people saying that. I don't like people saying that's the main reason because they're one of the best. They're one of the four best teams. And I keep repeating that over and over because I want you to get it. It's not like Bama had two losses. And we just threw them in there. It's not like they didn't just beat the two-time back-to-back champ on almost a 30-game win streak, and we just put them in there. I don't understand. I think it's just hate, really, for Alabama, and I think people hate the SEC so much because it is talked about a lot. But to me, it's truly the best conference in college football. That's just point blank. I just don't like the whole... Oh, they just won the SEC team in it. No, Bama is just one of the four best teams, period. So that's just my two cents on college football committee. Florida State should have been in. Um, To me, if you would have done it right, the rankings should have been Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas. Um, Florida State should have been three. Texas should have been four. You could not put Bama in because Texas, over Texas, because Texas beat them head up. If we was doing this correctly, Head-to-head should matter. Undefeated should matter. Florida State should be three. Texas should be four. That's how it should be. It should be Michigan, Texas, Florida State, um, Washington. That's what it should be. But now it got done wrong. So that's just my two cents on the college football playoffs. We're going to dig into it some more. I got another guest, another first-time guest that's going to be coming. My brother Wayne, I'm going to get him on the podcast, and he's a big college football guy. So uh, I'm going to get him on here. We're going to discuss some of the bowl games and break down some of the bowl games and talk about the, the decision. And we're going to talk about all things college football, really, um, just to get him on here and, and just go back and forth with him. But just want to kind of give you guys my reaction to that because I think that they messed that up. Um, and Florida State should have been in it. Two more things on college football before I move on. The transfer portal. I this I took this picture um last week but as of last week this was december the 6th over 1200 NCAA players to enter the portal transfer portal and i'm sure it's more than that now guys 1200 young men entered the transfer portal i have a problem with the transfer portal i really do um i told you guys months ago that i had a problem with it because I thought that it was teaching young men that, hey, you ain't got to wait. You ain't got to grind for nothing. That If you don't get your way, you can just, hey, let's just go jump to another school, right? That's what I thought it's teaching. Let's go jump to another school. But now I think it's become more about money 
And I think you're seeing some of the bigger name quarterbacks, um, ally DJU uh, from Oregon State, uh, Dylan Gabriel from the Sooners, um, Kyle McCord from Ohio State. Listen, this is what got me on this rant. When I saw that Kyle McCord from Ohio State put his name in the portal, I almost lost it. <laughs> I really did. Let me tell you why. Why would you leave one of the most premier um, programs in the country? Why would you leave one of the most um, uh, 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 winningest uh, programs over the last few years? Why would you leave? There's only a couple reasons why you would leave. One, Ryan Day might be leaving, and we just don't know it yet. Um, two, um, they got somebody else coming in that we don't know about yet, and it upsets you. Or three, money, which is what I think it's for, and which is why I think some of these guys are leaving. Look, I am all for guys getting paid. I am all for these young men getting paid for their name, for their image, for their likeness. But when it starts becoming NBA free agency – in college football, there is a problem. I said NBA, sorry, NFL. When, not NFL, but just free agency. When it starts becoming free agency in college football, we have a problem. And I think that's what you're seeing now. The highest bidder. I had a problem with Matt Rule. I had a problem with him anyway because he's, you know, y'all know I'm a diehard Panthers fan. He's the ex-coach. So I had a problem with him anyway. But I had a problem with him saying what he said. It's going to cost you a million and a half, two million to get a good quarterback. Shouldn't be saying that in college. Now, I know we're in a new day and time. I know it's something that we just got to get used to, but it just feels wrong. <laughs> it just feels wrong. I don't know about you guys, but it just don't feel right. Do I think they deserve some type of compensation? Absolutely, they do. Because the school is getting paid, the coach is getting paid. They definitely owe uh, these kids or young men some and, and young women across the college. Um, some type of compensation. But when it starts becoming like, I'm just leaving hopping schools to get more money, I think therein lies the problem. And now it's not about that no more. It's not about the game no more. Now it's just becoming about money. There's no problem with the portal. Um, you even There's even reports that Marvin Harris is thinking about coming back because his deals are in the high 20 millions to come back. That's, that's insane to me. That's insane to me. So we'll talk about more about it later. Last thing I say about college Take a short break, and I move on to the rest of the leagues. Um, the Heisman. Jaden Daniel wins the Heisman Trophy. I agree with the decision. I think Jaden Daniel should have won. He was responsible for, for 50 touchdowns. That's rushing and passing. Responsible for over 5,300 yards. Um, completion percentage in the high 68s. The number one offense in the country in LSU. I mean, I don't know what else more you could say. This guy was one of the best quarterbacks in college football this year. I know people may look at it and say, well, he had three losses. He did, but his offense was unstoppable. Um, it was well, I don't say unstoppable. It was high scoring. So, congrats to Jaden Daniel. I agree with the decision. Um, pretty much all I got to say on that. Take a short break. Come right back. We're going to talk about uh, major news in Major League Baseball. And then I'll jump directly to basketball and cap it off with NFL. Be right back after this short break. Welcome back. Welcome back. So let's jump into Major League Baseball. Breaking news out of Major League Baseball. 
there's two things I really want to talk about. There was a few trades, but um, may cover those when I break down my MLB season preview uh, for next year. We may talk about some of those, but we have to talk about the two major deals that happened this week. Let's talk about the first one. The Padres send left fielder, young superstar, Juan Soto to um, the New York Yankees for uh, pitching prospect Drew Thorpe, who is projected to be a, a ace one day, and a handful of other players. But Drew Thorpe was the main name out of it. Uh, but the Yankees get Soto in a much-needed trade. Uh, we had been seeing the rumors that Juan Soto was going to be traded um, because, you know, he's on the last year of a deal. I think the Padres wanted to get something out of him. I don't blame him at all. Um, but they sent him to the Yankees. And I'm going to tell you right now, I like this for the Yankees. Yankees got that short porch and uh, right field or left field, excuse me. They got that short porch. Soto's going to be able to um, hit 40 home runs, drive in 100-plus RBI. Um, and you put him in, uh, in, in front or behind of Judge, that's going to be scary, man, uh, to see Soto then Judge or Judge and Soto. However, uh, Aaron Boone wants to – do the lineup, but I really like this addition for the Yankees. Um, I think they probably need to try to go ahead and lock him up for the next decade. Um, that's another young superstar you can have alongside Judge for the next eight to ten years. Um, we know what Soto's about: uh, power, uh, can drive in runs, hits for a high average when he's right. I think last year he kind of dipped down a little bit in the two seventies, two eighties. Leads the league in walks. Plate discipline's unreal. One thing that drives me crazy is his little antics at the plate, but I think that's just part of him. That's what that's what makes him him is his little antics at the plate. So, got to love him for that. But I love this move for the Yankees. I think the Yankees needed this addition. Um, I think, uh, honestly, I think baseball needed this addition because um, I'm not saying that baseball ain't the same when the Yankees ain't good because some people hate, a lot of people hate the Yankees. But also in that same sense, a lot of people love the Yankees. And when the Yankees are good, a lot more people tune in. So I think this is good uh, for the Yankees, not only from a marketing standpoint and, and getting people in standpoint, but from a team standpoint. And I expect them to continue to make more moves. Last but not least, we all know by now the big deal that happened over the weekend. Shohei Otani signs a 10-year, <laughs> goodness, $700 million deal with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Can y'all believe that? $700 million deal for a guy that's had two Tommy John surgeries that's essentially going to play DH this whole year. Won't be able to pitch until 2025. Can you guys believe that? 10 years, $700 million. So um, just what a deal. Uh, seven, it came out uh, this past week that this deal actually got deferred. So I saw it this morning. He's going to be making $2 million per year um, for the next nine years. And then for the next nine years after that, he'll get his remaining contract. So it broke it down. It said from 2023 to 34, it's going to be 2 million a year. And from 34 to 43, it's 68 million a year. So pretty much he's going to retire at 40. And until he's 50, he's going to get $68 million a year. That's unreal. I mean, I, I you look at it from a uh, player standpoint and you say, that's a, our team standpoint, and you go, man, he's just trying to help the team out. Uh, that's what he's doing, right? He's trying to help the team out now so he can win now. But imagine after he's gone, the Dodgers are having to pay this guy $70 million a year, essentially. They're having to pay him $70 million a year from 40 to 50. So, 
at some point it's going to come to hit the, it's going it's going to come hit the team at some point right but think about the amount of money they're about to make bringing in Shohei. I'm sure they got TV deals that can be renewed. So they're going to make this money up. But I just think that's, I don't know, that, that's a weird deal to me. Pay a guy two mil now and then defer the 70s after he's done. That's just weird. But that's what they've done. Um, and can you imagine this lineup? Freddie uh, Mookie Betts leading off, one of the best, if not the best leadoff hitter in the game. I think he's the second best behind Acuna, but – I'm biased. I'm a Braves fan. You guys know that. But Mookie Betts, arguably the best leadoff hitter in the game. Freddie Freeman, um, arguably the best first baseman in the game. And then Shohei Otani. <laughs> oh, man, that's a gauntlet of guys to go through. Um, I think that this will propel the Dodgers to be the favorites by far. Um, you got three guys that can win an MVP. Betts finished second. Freddie finished uh, fourth or fifth. Tony won the MVP last year. So you got three guys. Actually, you got three former MVPs in a row. Betts, Freeman, and Otani's won the MVP. So that, that lineup's going to be scary, man. Um, Max Muncie, Will Smith, Jason Hayward. They get Gavin Lux back. Uh, that, that lineup, they got Altman still, the outstanding rookie. Lineup's going to be crazy. So Dodgers sign Otani. Um, I look forward to seeing uh, what they do and what type of noise they make only to get beat by the Braves in the NLCS. That's what's going to happen. So I'm predicting it now. Braves beat the Dodgers in seven in the NLCS. Um, and we go to the World Series and win that too. There you go. Let's move on to um, the NBA. I am going to post a NBA episode um, when I get back from vacation next week. It's going to be my first edition where I, I break, give you my power rank, power. I can't speak this morning. My power rankings. I'll give you my MVP rankings. I'll give you who surprised me so far, who hasn't, who's been underwhelming. I'll give you who I'm excited to continue to watch. We're going to talk all things NBA next week. The whole uh, podcast will be on nothing but NBA. And then also, I'll put a podcast out there about all things sports. You know, <laughs> my buddy the other day was me and he was going back and forth. He was like, why'd you name your podcast all things sports when you don't cover all things? I'm like, I do cover all things sports. Just here lately, it's been dominated by football, basketball, and baseball, but I will start getting back around to the other sports, golf, uh, tennis. I will get on those as well. So this is all things sports, baby. We talk, I talk about everything. I'm going to get back to it. But for now, I'll give you my initial basketball rankings. But let's talk about the league real quick. Just my reaction to the end season tournament, what I think about it and the champions. So if you guys watched it, the Los Angeles Lakers won the end season tournament. Uh, they defeated the Indiana Pacers. Initially, my brother Max texted me and was like, who you got? And initially, I wanted to pick the Pacers because I love Halliburton. I love the way he's been playing the game. But then I text, I said, man, Pacers. But I was like, Goat James won't be denied. LeBron James won't be denied. Um, You could tell he wanted it. You could tell he wanted this um, ring. You could tell he wanted this in-season tournament, uh, inaugural in-season tournament. AD came and showed up, had a big game, 41 points. Uh, 20 rebounds, I believe, just dominated the game. Got him saying I'm him now. <laughs> so, I mean, just AD dominated. Love what I've seen from AD. Um, AD's been playing well all year. And see, AD just – don't get me started on this. People, AD need to do this, that. AD's been playing well all year. He just, this, this is just who he is, man. He's an elite guy on the defensive end. He's an all-star. He's a very good uh, uh, catching uh, – Catching lobs, mid-range guy. Now, his mid-range ain't been falling as frequently. 
um, over the last you know year, but it's starting to come around. Uh, but this is this is what AD does, man. AD is just a very, very, very good player. And this whole it should be his team. Y'all can miss me with that. Dude got 41, 20, and three blocks. I will take that. <laughs> I will take that all day long. So I love what I'm seeing from AD and then Brian, man. What more can we say about Brian? You're 21, playing the way he's playing, energized, um, uh, passionate. Uh, even even defensively, he looks a little better. Now, don't get wrong now. He ain't the lead on that. He ain't 39. But even defensively, to me, he's playing better. So, Lakers win this. You could tell LeBron wanted it. Um, and I think the in-season tournament was a great idea. I really do. I think we've seen a lot of good basketball. I think it was very competitive. And I like what we saw from it. Um, now, in saying that, there, there was a notification that came across my phone yesterday that the NBA is looking at making the in-season tournament champion, uh, guaranteeing them a playoff spot. Do not do that. No, 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 no. Adam Silver, um, NBA, if anybody's listening to this right now, do not do that. Um, I don't think just because you want an in-season tournament, that should guarantee you a playoff spot. Because I think that sets a bad precedence, right? You're going to have teams giving everything they got for eight games and then the rest of the year you can kind of coast because you already guaranteed a playoff spot now you can't coast too much because you got to have that chemistry you got to have that um camaraderie you got to have that time together to learn to grow um to build good habits throughout the season but do not guarantee that winner a playoff spot i think that is a very bad idea and i hope it gets shot down by um, the players, I hope it gets shot down by whoever agrees. I hope it gets shot down because I don't like that at all. To me, that sets a bad precedence. To me, that says that, hey, if we win this tournament, especially if you're a team that don't care about awards or, hey, we're going to sit you every other game. Or we're going to sit you to this stretch because we're already in the playoffs. So what doesn't matter if we go 20 and 60-something, uh, we're in the playoffs. I just think that sets a bad precedence. So do not do that. But Lakers won the in-season tournament overall. Great idea. Adam Silver did his thing on that. An NBA did his thing on that. Great idea. I'm glad to see that happen. Um, the next thing that needs to happen is we need something for the All-Star game. We got to have something for that. Last but not least, um, let's talk about the NFL real quick. And before I get there, um, y'all go check out, speaking of Lakers, y'all go check out my brother, Chill B, with the Chill Bravado podcast. Uh, does a great job talking about um, his Lakers has a series called uh, Laker 8216 where he talks about uh, all things Lakers breaks it down to the T check him out on that also check out his series Falcon around to find out where he talks about his Atlanta Falcons does an excellent job on that as well um, so check him out uh, he does an excellent job on the Falcons and the Lakers if you haven't checked out our um, our, our get together or our um, collab we collabed the other week and we got together and talked about nfl talked about nba if you haven't had a chance to go check that out please do so after this episode go check that out you won't be disappointed but last but not least i want to talk about something in the nfl real quick that everybody's been uh kind of screaming about is the offsides penalty that happened this past weekend with the chiefs listen it was offsides <laughs> it was offsides but what i will say is that you know most of the time uh, the receiver checks with the refs. The ref 
You're supposed to tell them, all right, you're good. You need to back up. That's why you see them sometimes. They'll get set. They'll point at the ref, and then you'll see them back up a little bit and give them a thumbs up, like, okay, thank you. Like, and if you can, there's different angles. There's one video where Tony's looking, trying to get set. There's another one where they said he ain't. The ref said that he didn't check with him. So there's a lot of things that happen. Um, a lot of people are saying they lost respect for Pat Mahomes and this or that. Listen, man, we ain't never seen Pat do anything like that. We've never seen Pat say anything like that, do anything like that. I think what this is, is it's a frustration of their season. It's a combination of um, them not being as good as they normally are, a combination of him being frustrated with receivers dropping balls, receivers not doing the right thing. I think it's just a combination of a lot of things. You know, they got ripped last week. Or that pass interference call. Everybody in America knew that was pass interference, except for the refs for some reason. They got ripped from that call. And then this week, it looks like, you know, to him, it looks like, man, we got ripped again. So I think it's just frustration on his part. Um, and I think Pat, you know, has played well for what he has, but he, could, he, has, he has to play better. I mean, for as much praise that we give Pat Mahomes and much praise I give him, y'all know what I say. Y'all know I've already said he's the third best quarterback of all time already. But for as much praise as we give him, he got to play better. You got limited turnovers, man. You got double-digit turnovers. You got to play better, Pat. And I know that's hard to say when you got receivers dropping balls, but you got to play better. You got to be better. So, um, other thing I want to say real quick is the Dallas Cowboys, man. Are we going to take them serious? Are we going to take them serious? I think we should. I told y'all at the beginning of the year um, when I was going through my divisions, I picked them to win the division. I'm going to stand by that. I really think they're going to win that division. Now, they got a tough schedule coming up. They got at Buffalo and in Miami. But I think they can win both of those games. This team, it just looks different this year. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that. But it looks different this year. Dak is playing out of his mind. In my opinion, is the Super Bowl. Oh, Super Bowl, good Lord. In my opinion, is the league MVP right now. Uh, in my opinion, I know a lot of people got Brock Purdy. I got Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott has been playing incredible. I think it's him, Lamar Jackson, then Purdy. I think that's the order for me. But I think Dak's been playing incredible. Um, and I think these Cowboys are a different team than what we used to seeing. So that's just my reaction Tuesday, guys. My reaction to some of the stuff that happened around the world of sports over the past weekend and this week. Uh, like I said, I will be gone this week on vacation. So I won't be posting nothing after today. But I will return next week and get back in full swing. And we'll cover all things sports. As usual, again, like I said in my intro, Thank you for the support. Thank you for everything you guys do for me. I appreciate it. Hope you guys continue to enjoy this podcast. If there's anything I can do better, leave me comments on, do you enjoy it? Can I improve this? Do you want more guests? Let me know what I can do better. I'm always up for um, a correction. I'm always up for improvement because this is for you, the people, and I enjoy it. This is the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your guy, JR. Hope you guys have a beautiful day today and happy holidays. I'm out.